shotglassdigital.com. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash RFR for your free audiobook download. Rebel Force Radio is brought to you in part by Little Debbie Snacks and their new Cosmic Cupcakes. To learn more, go to littledebbie.com forward slash Cosmic Cupcakes. With movies, gaming, books, comics, and collecting, a Little Debbie snack makes everything a little sweeter. Little Debbie, official snack of the galaxy. DorksideToys.com. For the latest Star Wars action figures, Marvel, G.I. Joe, and more, visit DorksideToys.com. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield and landed on Endor. This is where the fun begins. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This is Rebel Force Radio. Your source for the Force. Star Wars news and commentary. With Jason Swank and Jimmy Mack. I've seen Star Wars 500 times. Star Wars number one. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. Now it's time for Rebel Force Radio. We would be honored if you would join us. The Force Awakens? Awakens? When did it fall asleep? And just how big of a bed does it need? We're going to be discussing that and a whole lot more as the big title reveal has forced our hand to do a special emergency show this week here on Rebel Force Radio. But anytime we have the chance to be with you, for you to be with us, it's a good thing. And of course, here to help me out with all things Rebel Force Radio, my good friend and yours from Chicago. He's not asleep. He doesn't need awaken. He's wide awake for this. Jimmy Mack. Hey, Jason. Hey, Star Wars fans. Yes, I am tucked into the uh, comfort of the Rebel Force Radio North Studios here in my basement. Uh, <laughs> J- Jason, however, is on the road. That's how hugely important this emergency show is. Because just to pull the curtain back a little bit, and then I'll pull it way back later on in the show. But uh, we were going to release something entirely different today. And if you follow Sam Witwer on Twitter, you might have an idea as to what that was supposed to be. But that's not happening. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. Oh, see, I don't even know the story behind that. No, you don't. It, it's such an emergency. I mean, like, we both came down the emergency polls... And we ran into the, the Rebel Force Radio cave. We actually have right. a cave with the RFR pewter right. and the, yeah, the RFR mobile. Right. And uh, it, it, was, it was an emergency session. We had to get together right away. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, well, the reason really primarily being is you can't make an announcement revealing the title for the next Star Wars film without us commenting on it. So that's why, thus the emergency. Right. It doesn't really happen or matter unless you have our commentary to go with it. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. Right. And so it, what's, what's cool about this is we're actually recording this show on November 7th, and we're going to be releasing it the same day. That typically doesn't happen. But that's the second part of the emergency. Of the You're emergency a madman, Jimmy Mac. A madman. <laughs> recording and releasing the same day, it's not done. Record and release. It's, it's kind of like fishing for sport, but podcasting. Right. <laughs> so, well, so that's the big news. That the- is huge news. This broke yesterday. 
uh, as we record the show. And I, 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 I have, let me confess, this is how it happened for me. This is how it happened. Uh, I've been buried at the day job this week. It's yeah. been it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been a ton of work. And so I am minding my own business, and it's about uh, 34 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. And uh, a work chum comes over, and he goes, "The force wakes up." <laughs> and I look at him, and I go, "What?" He goes, "That's the title. The force wakes up." I go. <laughs> What are you talking about? He goes, I read it on Drudge. The Force Wakes Up, that's the title of the new movie. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's no title of a new movie. I don't care what Drudge says. I would know. I would know. My cell phone would be going off. I'd be getting texts. I would, I get, so I go in, I check my email. And I see the email thread. With, of course, Jimmy Mack and some others. There was no text. There's no tipping me off. So I race to StarWars.com. I see, yes, it's official. But it wasn't The Force Wakes Up. Now, that really had me going. Uh, the, the Force Awakens. That's the title. So uh, much like the Disney acquisition, I found out about it late in the afternoon mm-hmm. and um, from a coworker. From and by coworker, I don't mean my main man, Jimmy Mack. Yeah, that's so, true. So, uh, Jim, how was, it, how was it for you? Where did you hear and how did you hear? Well, actually, I, uh, I received the uh, email from Lucasfilm. I'm part of their uh, their chain, of course, as a... Is a what do you always say? Uh, oh. Powerful and influential member, yeah, powerful and influential member of Star Wars media. Though I do find it strange that my phone did not go off after you received said email. Did you think that this would not be in any way relevant to me? Well, yeah, I guess I should have uh, tipped you off. Uh, you were part of, yeah, the, probably. You, you were part of the email chain, weren't you? I, I think there was some. I was, I was, I was, but like that's breaking news. Like sometimes I don't get to the personal email. Uh, until later, like after I get home nice. from there. I see. So, so next time there's like something that earth shattering, you know, a text would be good. Well, here's the thing. The title was released in logo form. Yeah. Star Wars. Oh, please don't say in logo format. Why? Yeah, that can't be the logo. Well, it's, it's got, it's gotta be, please tell me that's a temporary logo. It, it, it might be. I don't know, but yeah, star on top. Then the subtitle, The Force Awakens, not Wake Up, Awakens, and then Wars underneath. Right, right. Okay. No sign of Episode 7 anywhere. So I immediately contacted Lucasfilm again just to confirm no Episode 7. And the exact answer I got back was the official title is Star Wars colon... The Force Awakens. That's that. So that leads me to believe that there is not going to be any emphasis on Episode 7 in the marketing or branding for this film. However, that does not necessarily mean they're going to be abandoning the naming convention for The Force Awakens, for the Star Wars saga. I think it will still say Episode 7 in the crawler. Keep in mind that Star Wars was never ever marketed with the episode numbers until 1999 in The Phantom Menace, Episode 1. Then all of a sudden, it seemed like that episode naming convention was in place and permanent. But now we're living in a day and age where 
it seems like marketing research for these big major motion movie companies, they tend to believe that people don't react to sequels favorably because they feel like they always have to catch up. And if you're trying to attract a newer, a younger marketplace for the next Star Wars film and you market it as Episode 7, it might turn some people off because they haven't seen 1 through 6. And you see this going on with all sort of movies. Star Trek has dropped the numbering naming convention. Um, uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America 2. They didn't name it that. However, Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, still holding on to that. Right, the, Iron Man has been doing it. The Iron Man thing's been doing it. So it's not completely gone from Hollywood, but it's dwindling. It's a dying species. Now, All right, but, now, now you okay. have the, the title yeah. and then you have the subtitle. That's what marketers believe sell movies, and keep franchises fresh. Because let's face it, by the time we get to episode 14, that sounds a little stale. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, think true. about it. All right, you know? but, but, all right, but let me, but, all right, but this, you know, first of all, there, there's precedent for this, because as you pointed out, Jim, up until 99, you had Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. You could arguably say it was Star Wars, A New Hope, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, The Return of the Jedi, and there, you can go back and read the whole sort of history of how that came to be. However, what has me baffled here is that if they are going to drop up the numerical uh, naming convention, then how will they distinguish between the chapter films and the standalone films. Okay, well, unless the standalone films won't have Star Wars. There you go. That's that's. I think you're going down the right path here. And I'll use the Marvel model again. Look at the Avengers film. You have the Avengers. Then you'll have. And, and didn't that movie have a subtitle? The first Avengers. It did, didn't it? What? The new one is the Age of Ultron. Age of right? Ultron. That's the new one that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I I think no, no, I don't think there was a subtitle to that. So the first one. Right? I think what happened is I think what happened is after that film, that film sort of ended the first the first part of the whole saga, for lack of a better term, and then they moved on with uh, one of the standalone films. They kind of introduced the next sort of chapter. Was that Thor 2 that was the, the kickoff to sort of the next phase of that story? And the Marvel fans out there are screaming at me right now. I'm yeah. not, I'm, no, I'm I, not I, thinking I, this, but that's right, what right. I recall it being. Yeah, I've heard about all the phases and all that stuff. I, I don't really you know, take that stuff to heart too, too well. I, I, I don't know how that all works either. So, Jim, but I think, are like, you saying? Yes. Are you saying that if there was a Han Solo standalone film, that the title could potentially be Han Solo and the blankety blank blank? Yes, like the old Brian Daly novels, Han Solo and the Age of Ultron, <laughs> something along. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how they'll 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 market those. Like you have your Avengers movies and then those get the subtitles then you have your spin-off films captain america but isn't all of the name equity in star Star wars Wars? yeah well i mean you know names like darth vader yoda han solo those are pretty well-known household names yeah they are they are that's fair that's fair okay so you have sort of you've sort of 
I was I was sort of holding on to this as my life. I really like having the number in there. There's something really exciting about calling it episode seven. Um, and as you've said, it'll be in the crawler. And so I think for us aficionados, it's going to be there in certain places. Um, and the shorthand may always be episode seven. I mean, some of the behind the scenes stuff that we've seen. I mean, JJ's letter uh, closing the, um, uh, the, the, the filming uh, that he sent out to cast and crew had episode seven uh, in, in, the, in the artwork, in the design of that letter. So uh, it's, it's going to be there. But I, I, I just, I'm a little, little bummed out. I, I know that um, our good buddy Paul Bateman, he said that he's kind of glad. He likes this kind of being a throwback to the way the uh, original trilogy titles were. Um, but I, I, I also think that we, we need a way to distinguish between the, the continuing saga adventures and the standalone films. And I think that I was just the numerical naming would, would be the, the key. But obviously there's another way, as you point out. Well, you know, the, the whole numerical naming system fell into place when Empire Strikes Back came out. And that was even marketed as Star Wars. That was marketed as the Empire Strikes Back. That's what it said on all the posters. That's what it said on all the movie theater facades. That's all. I mean, all the advertising was the Empire Strikes Back. There was no Star Wars colon in front of it. That's all afterwards. By the time you get to the special edition, you start seeing that. So are we going to be going to the movie theater saying, yes, two tickets for The Force Awakens? No, I think we'll be saying two tickets for Star Wars. Um, Yeah, it's going to be marketed as Star Wars. The Force Awakens. I think primarily when you see something like a film like The Lord of the Rings, you you say, let's go see The Lord of the Rings, even though you're going to see Return of the King. You still kind of put it all under that one big umbrella. Right, you're going to say, give me two tickets to The Hobbit. You're not going to say the... Desolation of Smog or whatever it is. Smog. So I, uh, I haven't seen any of those yet. But yeah, Jason, uh, it's uh, it's definitely been confirmed that that's the official and proper title for Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> it will be. All right, let's talk about the um, if you, if you don't mind, let's talk about the logo a little bit. Okay. Um, well, wait a minute. No, no, I take that back. Let's let's let's. <laughs> There's a lot more to the to the to the title. So, what does this imply, Jim? That the title implies if the force is waking up, is so the force has been dormant, the force has been asleep, and is it a metaphor for the force's presence in the galaxy, or is it speaking about the force as a presence within an individual? Yeah, I, I lean more toward the latter. Um, without making this an official 15-minute spoiler alert segment, I'm not going to say who that individual might be, <laughs> but um, that's exactly who I think this is or what this is referencing when it's referencing the Force. It's representing the human embodiment of the Force. Now, who could that be in the era of Star Wars' The Force Awakens? Greedo. Kidster. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, clearly uh, Luke Skywalker. Clearly Luke Skywalker. Um, hey, man. Al- although. And, and you, how can you? No one could say this is a spoiler because we are merely speculating. 
We're not right. we're not quoting any rumors. We're not saying our sources have told us anything. This is just mere guesswork. Total guesswork. Total guesswork. Um, so if 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 that's the case, then that would also perhaps if the Force Awakens is referring to the Force coming out of dormancy by way of a of an individual. What can we assume about what's happened in the Star Wars universe in the 30 years since Return of the Jedi? The Force, which arguably led the Rebels to victory. Admiral Akbar was asking for the Force to be with them. Uh, we saw other Rebel uh, commanders and leaders evoking the Force as their sort of their spiritual guide. Are we are we seeing the galaxy turning its back on the Force? Or is this in some way about the Force coming into balance yeah. and falling into a certain level of dormancy? Could yes. that be it? There's nothing challenging the light side of the Force because the dark side has been essentially abolished. The, the Sith have been abolished. So the threat of the Sith had been like kind of tugging on the balance of the Force for thousand years. So now with the Force in balance, over the course of this next 30 years or so, we'll say, there's been no challenges. Now there's a new challenge. How that all you know comes about, it's, it's a wait and see. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think with this sequel trilogy, we will get more answers about the balance of the force and what that really pertains to and how you can use that as a measurement of what happens good side versus dark side in the galaxy. Because it's still all left very vague. It is. It is. And I, I, though I would be surprised because the balance of the force seems to be very much an idea born in the prequels. And I would be surprised if this new trilogy borrowed that concept or expounded on that concept. I would love for it to happen. But all indications we have is that um, there's really going to be little referencing of the prequels and quite frankly Jim if I if, if, if I had to be completely honest I would suggest that the abandonment of the naming convention of using the numbers could have more to do with Disney wanting to wipe the slate clean in terms of public perception that this is not another prequel film I agree with that 100% it takes away the burden on the viewer to have to go back and watch the saga starting at episode one. And that might, and this is controversial, but it, that might be something that Disney is looking to avoid as they try to create a large level of separation between Star Wars in the sequel era as opposed to Star Wars in the prequel era. So I don't think you're off the mark there at all. 
and I'm not saying I agree with that by any stretch of the imagination, but I kind no, of. But we're looking at this from a business, yeah. promotional standpoint, a very uh, you know cold, fact-based kind of uh, point of view here. Right, but you know we're still fans at the core. But personal feelings aside, I definitely see a strategy, a marketing strategy, with keeping that in mind as a priority because of the backlash. It at the does, prequels. yes, because it does, of yeah, the it backlash. Does help, yeah, it does help to separate these films from the last batch of Star Wars movies, which you know very well, as we say, may may indeed be the goal. Um, among among other reasons, and and I think uh, when we spoke offline. Uh, you know, and, and Paul was mentioning, saying, "Hey, this hasn't only really been. This is nothing new. We've seen this before." Um, but for those that grew up in the prequel era, this is you know somewhat, you know, this is this is very new. So, Jim, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, The Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, The Force Awakens. I think what jumped out at me about this one this title is that it's the first time that the force has been mentioned in a star Wars title. Yes. And that's something I've been advocating for quite a while. My fan favorite secret love of a title for star Wars episode one would have been balance of the force. It's directly quoted in the film by Mace Windu, and it would have made a really nice episode one title balance of the force and of course that was being thrown out there in the internet days prior to the release of episode one but of course you know they george went with um the phantom menace which is definitely grown on me it's a very pulpy title yes yes and the the pulpy titles are kind of fun uh the force awakens Mm -hmm. can be considered pulpy i think but not very imaginative but it's sending us a message I kind of giggled every time. It is. I kind of giggled every time I heard the title to a Star Wars film, the subtitle to a Star Wars film, going back to The Empire Strikes Back. It seemed like a title you would see on a comic book front page, you know, not necessarily on a movie screen. But again, it's that pulpy, serialized feel that George Lucas was trying to capture from day one. When they gave the subtitle to the original Star Wars, and called it A New Hope, that didn't stick. That didn't stick with me. It wasn't until probably the the special editions was when really that started to stick with me more and more, A New Hope. I still refer to it as Star Wars more than anything for the longest time. Nowadays, I do refer to it a lot as Episode 7 and A New Hope. I just do. It It is funny how quickly, though, uh, Jim, these titles become so normal to us. I think the one that threw me more than any was Attack of the Clones. And it was perhaps um, kind of overshadowed by the fact that if you remember, there was a story online um, where a reporter happened to run into Ewan McGregor the day that the title was released. And Ewan McGregor burst out laughing. I think there might even have been video or audio of this. Ewan was out pr- promoting another film. Or was that a premiere or something? And they're, hey, did you hear that George Lucas just announced the name of the next movie? Uh, and they had already wrapped principal photography by the time they had done this. And so that always will stick out. And I always found Attack of the Clones, I was thinking like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I was thinking just very, um, 
basic, as you say, or you know, unimaginative was the term you used. Um, Revenge of the Sith was the great title and made and made complete sense. But even with the Attack of the Clones feeling odd and the Phantom Menace feeling odd, it didn't take long for them just to become part of the Star Wars vernacular. The one that felt the most natural from day one was Revenge of the Sith. Because sure. you, you, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. And, you know, Return of the Jedi was a very nice one, too. Because you knew that was coming as well. So let's talk about the, uh, the actual look of this. Uh, Jim, you said at the outset that you believe that this could be temporary. I hope it's temporary. Uh, it, it just looked a little rushed to me. Um, I, I've, whether it be the prequel format um, or, you know, some of the, the, the classic trilogy kind of badge-like uh, artwork. I've always loved the title treatment of Star Wars films. This, this I just don't see they're really... I could have done that on Microsoft Word, I think. Um, I'm hoping that they get a little bit more creative with it. Yeah, Jason, it does seem very kind of uh, simple. That's why I think it's, uh, it's a temp logo. I mean, we might be seeing variations off of that similar theme as we get closer to the actual film release, and hopefully we'll be seeing some quality poster artwork and uh, things of that nature. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You know, those are, to me, important elements of the Star Wars film rollout is to have those great things intact like movie poster releases and awesome logos. Yeah, it's just the original logo with, and a lot of people were, were uh, pointing out on Twitter and whatnot what the font was for the for the, for the uh, subtitle. The Force, yeah, for the subtitle for the Force Awakens. A lot of people were pointing out what that font was. And I'm, was it Verdana? Verdana, Verdana. I don't know. You know, people were saying it was this, it was that, and yeah. you know, then I'd, I'd match it up and I'd say, no, I, I see differences here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who, uh, who it was or what it was. Um, I'm actually looking. I, I know somebody must have reported this. This must have been. Like, but it's the you know, it's the it's yeah it's the vertical lockup version of Star Wars where the star and the wars is on top of each other. But in this case, we've never seen it split with the the subtitle of the film in between those. That, that's new to me. Um, with uh, Return of the Jedi and The Empire Strikes Back, the star and the wars were separated, but it was in as, as some sort of a border around the. Um, the proper name of the film. And uh, that was replicated for um, the look of the prequels also, except you said Star Wars on top. You had the name of the film inside sort of the, the border and then the numerical... Um, or no, was it the other way around? Was it, it was the Star Wars on top as part of the border and the, the, the numerical... Um, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, I can't remember the way it was because the, you know, there, they would release, um, title treatments of the films as episode one, episode two and episode three before they released the proper name and before they released the, 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 the title treatment of the, of the full name of the movie. So I'm getting, I'm kind of getting those confused, but hmm. at any rate, even the temp, uh, treatments of episodes one, two, and three seem to have a little bit more in terms of design than what we're seeing here. Oh, absolutely. Those were design heavy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's why I think this is a, just a, you know, something whipped up for the actual title announcement. I think we'll be seeing bigger, bolder, better 
I mean, you never know. I mean, the 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 PR folks could have been. This could have been um, leaking. They might have felt that within the next day or two, uh, that was going to leak. So they could have rushed this announcement prior to having the key art. I mean, I just can't imagine them wanting to release. In a perfect world, you'd want to release your title treatment, um, if not the key art, along with the title. But Well, and of course, there's been a lot of speculation that a trailer, a teaser trailer might be on the way. There was rumors that John Williams was going to be recording in L.A. in the middle of November, possibly as soon as next week. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that's being done in preparation for the trailer specifically. Ah, now that may be a first. Yeah, I'm sure that it is. may be a first for John Williams to actually compose specifically. Although I, we, we have to assume Jim, that he's working on the score now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, obviously not recording, but composing the score now. Uh, so, you know, this could be just, all right, we need you to orchestrate a chunk of this to go along with the trailer. Uh, though, you know, I, I, that's also an interesting fact unto itself because even with episode one, Phantom Menace, the teaser trailer utilized original classic trilogy score. In fact, all three trailers utilized the classic Williams music and not prequel music. Yes. Let alone something original from the film itself. You're absolutely right. And of course, you know, I mean, it's, it's fairly standard in Hollywood for trailers, particularly trailers that are a year out from release of a film, uh, to utilize pre-existing music that may have nothing at all to do with it. Uh, I've seen, I've been, Jim, I've been in the theater and seen trailers for movies, uh, and they use the the, t- the the Danny Elfman Beetlejuice music. For yeah, that's, I've noticed that too, you know, or sometimes they'll use music that is found nowhere within the soundtrack. A lot of times they do that. I remember this great trailer for the film The Limey, and it was starring Terrence Stamp, who, of course, played Chancellor Valorum in The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Notice I did not call it episode one that time. I'm, I'm trying, yeah. to, trying to train myself here to let go, <laughs> you know, to unlearn what I've learned and right. uh, call them by their actual subtitles. So The Phantom Menace. But in The Limey... There was this great sequence that they used only in the trailer. It was The Who's The Seeker. And it just worked so perfectly with this image of a really pissed off and angry Terrence Stamp walking down the middle of the street. I think he might have been holding a lead pipe and wearing like, you know, um, like mechanics overalls. And he was walking down the street looking real intimidating, you know. Much more intimidating than he was as Chancellor Valorum. (laughs) Where basically he stood around with his with his hands folded behind his back, you know, very, right. very regal. I expected more out of that character. I don't know about you, Jason, but I did too. I did too. I, I, I can't help but think that there was more planned for him. He was more active in the novelization. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in the movie, very little, very little. Of course, the name Valorum goes back to George's rough draft for the star Wars. So, okay. But I thought that was a very effective use of music that 
was not necessarily in a movie, but just used for the trailer alone. But this is great. It looks like John Williams is going to be composing fresh, brand new music for uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Just do that. Give a, give a, you have an actual, like, real landline phone there ringing? It sounds like it. No, that's just it my does. that's just like my iPhone. So again, no. this this show is an emergency show. It's raw. There are phones ringing from 1940 in the middle of this show. <laughs> All right, you know another another piece of music that shows up from time to time in uh, trailers is is Dave Grusin's uh, main title for uh, the Goonies. That that shows up. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, just the uniqueness of, of Williams going in and orchestrating and, and polishing up uh, very early uh, for, a, for a teaser trailer is, uh, is interesting. I'd like to actually bring on David Collins. I think he's standing by. Is he? Yeah, All right. You know, David, he heard the uh, emergency bells ringing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> did, we, did we get a third poll installed for, for David? I'm going to be ready to – got to jump off in like two minutes. Okay, let me try to get him on then real quick. So, yeah, David's standing by. Oh, I actually have to dial him up. Can I do that? Uh, oh, he's standing by on cell? Yeah. Can you have him call you? I guess. What's our number? And then you just, when he calls, you just click add to call. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just like we do when, uh, yeah. okay, can you call us? And then our number is? It's not the number that I give it at the end of the show. No, I know. It's it's a direct line. I I just I just texted it to you. Look at my old texts. Load earlier messages. We text a lot, folks. I guess we do. <laughs> There's a lot of apologies here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, that's true. Sorry. I'm nothing if not polite. Sorry, man. Sorry, dude. Sorry, bro. Uh, yeah, always apologize. That's that's the story of my life. That's just the way it is in my marriage, too. I'm sorry, honey. Oh. Uh, I. Hold on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is like old school radio. Like we're pranking somebody. <laughs> <laughs> hear the dial tone. Oh my God, that's loud. All right. This is a very raw episode of Rebel Force Radio, friends. That's what happens. That's what happens when there's an emergency show. We're not messing around. Well, I've got to. I've got to jump off. Okay, man. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm an hour and a half late getting home tonight. (laughs) You're an hour and a half late, and I'm like a day and a half late on delivering shows that I needed to deliver. All right, man. Well, I'm going to bring David Collins on. So you're going to have to listen to find out what our major technical difficulty was all about and uh, why we had to do this emergency show. But uh, thank, I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being on call, for, for answering your pager when necessary. Of course. We, we were, you know, this is, I'm going to pull back the curtain a little more, ladies and gentlemen, and just let you know that me and Jason wear these giant Millennium Falcon-sized pagers on our hips everywhere we go. We have these big Millennium Falcons. Right. And uh, like it's like the size of the action figure carry case remember they they put that out or or like the old (laughs) the old kenner it just it's there on our hip and um sometimes it can be you know it can get in the way a little bit but you know we're saying it loud we're saying it proud and when that thing starts buzzing we know that it's time it's showtime right so uh, answer the call the answer the call 
So thank you so much, Jason, for uh, jumping in on this emergency call. Uh, we're going to be uh, catching up with David Collins in just a minute. And, of course, Tia Sirkar, Sabine from Star Wars Rebels, will be joining us in the canteen. So, David, I said hi, and uh, we'll see you all next week, folks. All right. Take it easy, Jay. All right, man. Rebel Force All right, before we hear about what David Collins thinks about the new title for Star Wars, The Force Awakens, I want to tell you a little bit about Audible.com. We love Audible so much here at Rebel Force Radio because Audible is the Internet's leading provider of audio entertainment. Tens of thousands of audiobooks that you can download directly to your computer, smartphone, and MP3 player, just like you do Rebel Force Radio. And here's what makes Audible so incredible for Star Wars fans. Tons, and I mean tons, of Star Wars audiobooks. And also you can choose from the NPR radio dramas readily available at audible.com and so much more for the Star Wars fan or science fiction fan. Most notably this week we saw the release of Star Wars Tarkin from Random House. Our good buddies over there are excited about Star Wars Tarkin by James Lucino and Audible.com has it in stock waiting for you right now. That's right, Star Wars Tarkin available now at Audible.com. And what's even better is you can get that audiobook free, a free audiobook download when you sign up to Audible.com today. All you have to do to get your free audiobook download is sign up for a trial today at audiblepodcast.com slash RFR. That's all you have to do. It doesn't cost you anything to sign up. You get a free trial and a free audiobook download. Make it Star Wars Tarkin by James Lucino. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash RFR, and that will take you where you need to go. Hundreds of thousands of titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. And we love them here at Rebel Force Radio. Audible podcast.com slash rfr hey david welcome to rebel force radio i should say welcome back to rebel Force. how about welcome home to rebel force radio oh i like that welcome home i love it yes love rebel force radio is a great home i'm actually as you can hear not at my studio i'm at my desk at uh, sony playstation here um, just kind of uh, calling in so we can talk about this new title and talk about uh, our crazy, crazy week together. Oh my God! On well, uh, Rebel Force Radio. Well, that's it's the emergency show, so everyone is sort of dispatched all over the United States, and you know we're sending up the bat signal, we're you know sending up the lightsabers, the lightsaber flares we actually have, and uh, members right. members of the Secret Council all uh, know what that means. Dispatch yourselves to get. To to the emergency pole, slide down that sucker, and start doing Star Wars stuff. So, thank you, David. David, does every office at Sony have a PlayStation in it? It does. Actually, it has several. Several. Um, I've got a... Uh well, we have what are we have what are called development kits, right? So we've got dev kits, but I also have a retail kit, so I can check out stuff and uh, full-on surround. I mean, I'm in what we call a pod, which is like a uh, a little. Uh, surround sound room for mixing and, and uh, doing sound design and dialogue and, and uh, checking out the games. And so I, I listen to everything and we review all the titles that are in development and 
And, uh, yeah, what it doesn't have, though, is a microphone for Skype. I mean, it's funny. I've got microphones. I'm just not set up for Skype, so I'm using my landline. But, uh, but yeah, um, glad we're able to do this emergency show um, and, uh, and talk about things. And normally I'm in, I'm in my home studio where I'm all set up for Star Wars Oxygen with Rebel Force Radio and other podcasts that we do, including stuff that we're doing this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, what a crazy week it's been in the news. <laughs> Huh? Well, yesterday it all blew up. Oh, by the way, so you're in the you're, uh, an area called the pod. I find that very interesting, and, and it, it begs the question: Could you race the pod? Yeah, did you race the pod? You make I a, take the pod that I built it myself. You make me a lot of money, huh? You make a lot of money. <laughs> you need to stop smoking. <laughs> Uh, Watto. Watto was a smoker. Few people know this about his Tordarian um, smoke shop background before he decided to open the junk shop on Tatooine. Oh, that's, that's you know, true. Yeah, he yeah. just uh, yeah he had a cigar smoking. shop and just all day long. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. No, but uh, after a while, he I think he started to vape. I switched to vaping. It's much healthier. <laughs> Strawberry is my favorite. I like it. Um, it's good. Yeah. Something tells it's me good. something tells me strawberry would not be Watto's favorite. Maybe housefly would be more like it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But the girls, the Twi'lek girls like the strawberry. I like housefly. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm here in the sound pod. We, I don't know why we call them pods. They they look like pods. You know, it's not a square room because you know it sounds better when you have uh, when you've got uh, acoustic isolation and you don't have square corners. You know, so it's kind of like this little pod, and I feel like I'm driving this little mixer here. And uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know why we call it pods, but. If- Fortunately, it's it doesn't move. It's kind of <laughs> built, in, you know, constructed into the building. So I can't really drive it anywhere except, uh, you know, push some faders. But uh, yeah, we call it a pod. So cool. So and then we have a recording studio next door. What an um, amazing work environment you exist within. That's so cool. But hey, let's talk Star Wars. I, I just want to get your your uh, gut reaction, your initial feelings about the title Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah, um, it's funny. We, I, I just, I rushed over to record an, uh, an intro for the Comlink, which we just put out this morning, um, Friday morning, um, to talk about the Force Awakens. Uh, it's it's been a crazy week because we actually shot the news just the night before. I woke up the next morning and said, "Okay, get it, get back here," you know. Um, I think a lot of people experienced that this week, and, and I, I just kind of gave my raw reactions, and, and I've been thinking about it even since since we taped that yesterday, um, which is that uh, it, it's a really cool title, and I, I went through the whole Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens. I like the idea that they're just using uh, the, the title of the film. Um, I do want Episode 7 in the title crawl. I know that a lot of people have said that the same thing online. Um, I do want it to be one of the pillars of Star Wars. It is a Skywalker story. It is it is part of the notebook that George Lucas uh, talked about when he talked about the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney and he padded that notebook, you know, in that, that original video from October 2012, you know, with Kathleen Kennedy when he announced it. He said, uh, oh, this notebook, you know, this notebook has his, his sketches for what's supposed to happen in episode seven, eight, and nine. So I think se- episode seven is a very important part of this movie. 
calling it episode seven. That it is the seventh episode. But The Force Awakens also has this, this other dual meaning to it, perhaps. I speculate that it's a symbolic title of everything going on with Star Wars at the moment. You know, the sale, as I mentioned, the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney, uh, Kathy Kennedy coming on, J.J. Abrams being brought on, the original cast being brought back and reawakened into this kind of new era of Star Wars um, after being dormant, not only being dormant, but being uh, allegedly away forever. Like, it's over. Revenge of the Sith. I remember very well George Lucas saying Revenge of the Sith is the last one. In fact, in 2012, he said no more Star Wars, right? When he was uh, promoting Red Tail. So The Force Awakens is a very symbolic title. Obviously, of course, I love it because it sounds like The Force Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and it does, uh, does kind of sound, I don't know, a bit like a, a video game. But, but honestly, you know, I didn't love the Phantom Menace title when it came out. Um, I loved Revenge of the Sith when it came out. I thought Attack of the Clones was fine. It was cool. But, you know, The Force Awakens, I think, really, um, these titles mean something after you see the movie. Before, it's just fun to speculate, but really, after you see the movie is when you should talk about the title a second time because that's when you really know what the title means because The Phantom Menace is actually the perfect title when you consider what happens in the prequels. You know, he is a menace on that galaxy and he and you don't know it and you don't find out until the middle of episode three, um, which, you know, we should talk about episode three at some point, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. Um, the, you know, The Force Awakens, I think, is going to be a title that, that needs to be taken taken into consideration after we've all seen the movie to really understand what it means. Um, I have some guesses. I don't even like to think about them or say them out loud in case, you know, my brain takes me to a spoilerific place. I'd rather not even dwell on it and just be surprised in the theater. But I like the title. Um, I think it sounds very Star Warsy. And how funny that somebody uh, two years ago guessed it on a forum. Did yeah, you hear about this? Yeah, I think I saw something about that on Facebook today that uh, somebody made that call. Um, yeah. And, and so they, they were directly speculating about the title of the next Star Wars film, and they said it will be The Force Awakens. Yeah, I think it was one of those threads in a forum where people were putting out titles for Episode 7, just wow. everyone just throwing something out and guessing. Just right? a and stab it was in one the of those dark. many guesses. Unbelievable. What a wild guess. And there yeah. it is. There it is. Obviously inspired by The Force Unleashed. Now, didn't you reveal <laughs> something to me? That you so. that you actually know the the, the names of uh, episode eight and episode nine as well. I do. Yes, yes. Um, it was actually kind of uh, uh, told to limited press, but we've been under embargo. But I can finally release it here on the show as an exclusive. Oh, an exclusive. Um, yeah. Um, the it, episode seven, eight, and nine are going to be the Force Awakens, the Force of Sleepins, and the Force of Nappins. Oh, zing! <laughs> Oh, God. Just tell him to go home, shoot the guy, put him out of his misery. Good night, um, nurse. All right. Yeah. Now it's a real emergency show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I, it's great to hear your thoughts about uh, the episode title uh, or subtitle for the next Star Wars film. And uh, and uh, you know what? I don't care if they call it uh, Star Wars. Bob's your uncle. Bob, yeah, right. Bob's your uncle. That's something Bob's that your uh, uncle. What does it mean? What does it mean? Threads, forums, TV shows, radio podcasts. <laughs> That's something I've heard Paul Bateman say in the past. Before. Yeah, uh, I like Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah, a piece of carrots up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I haven't talked to Paul. Did he? What does he think of the title? It's growing on him. It's starting. Uh, to, he's he, he. I think he was initially feeling a little. 
chafed by it, but I think he really started to put it into a certain perspective that's working for him. He put out a picture of of uh, episode seven, The Force Awakens, like the top of a title crawl on Facebook mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I thought looked really cool. I really think that despite the fact that marketing is going to be kind of looking in a different direction as far as the branding of the title of this film, I really think that it will appear as episode seven in The Crawler. And yeah. a, a strong indication of that is StarWars.com has not abandoned its Episode 7 section. And that's right. where the news of this title release originally appeared, was in the Episode 7 section at StarWars.com. Now, well, that, that's th- a good sign. Now, the thing is, though, is that the people who run StarWars.com might not have even known that there was going to be a title release until they walked in the doors that morning. That's you true. <laughs> That's very well said. That's very possible. So it's it's hard to say if, you know, it took everyone by surprise and we can expect revisions to the website. The website itself has been recently overhauled, and uh, I think they're going to, to stick with that. I, I think that's a, a good indicator that we're going to be still referring to this next film as Star Wars Episode Seven, but not necessarily as far as things like... TV commercials and newspaper ads, if there are still newspapers in existence this time next year. Um, but, you know, uh, in that sort of thing, or even in radio ads, you won't be hearing Star Wars Episode 7. You know, it'll be Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I keep having to kind of remind myself what the time I do the same yeah. thing. It's funny that you say that. I yeah. do the same thing where I go, Star Wars, what is it? The Force Awakens? I'm so used to, I'm so used to the words The Force Unleashed coming out of my mouth. You know, because I've talked about it, well, I mean, working on it and talking about it for so many years that I have to stop myself every time and go, the Force awakens, the Force awakens. I think that that'll eventually go away, but but um, yesterday I was going, the Force awakens, the Force awakens, the Force unleashed, the Force awakens. Like, you know, it was, it, it's, uh, it, I, I don't think we can help it, but um, I think all that'll change over time. Yeah, you know? of, of course it um, will. Of course it will. You know it will. Yeah. And uh, so now... A lot of what you said about the episode title is uh, is stuff I've heard you say before, and there's a reason for that, because you have said that stuff before. Just the only people who know this are you, me, and Sam Witwer, and that gets us to the second reason that this is an emergency show, because as I said at the beginning of the show, this wasn't exactly the release we had planned on putting out today, but because of the epicness of the nature of the news that was released, the title to the next Star Wars film, we felt that it was necessary that we get behind the mics and respond, even though we already did it last night. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, uh, Jimmy. Uh, I can't really uh, comment on this. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, it it's is true. true. It is true. Now, yeah. what had happened was uh, we had scheduled the Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith commentary, the final film that required our commentary with Sam Witwer. We had it scheduled for last night for about a month or so. We It, it took us about a month to finally lock down the date. And then we've been waiting for a month to do it. Sam was very pumped up for it. He started tweeting early in the day, you know, yes. getting together to record episodes, three commentary and 
10 and a half hours, you know? I mean, he was pumped. He was ready to rock. And there's no question that when it came time to record this show, Sam brought a lot of great stuff to the table. And we did yes. record this show. Don't get well, me Well, that's wrong. the thing. Not only did we schedule it, we did it. And, and I felt so lucky to be involved, too, because I know that Jason was not able to, to make it because of, of his work schedule. And, and I, I th- was he also sick as well? Well, I think he was just working these insanely long days. Jason yeah. Swank, in his day job as one of the top marketing minds of the Cleveland theatrical scene, is responsible for a ton of things when a show opens when it's opening week Jason is working these absurdly long days because he's very dedicated to his career and he puts in 150% effort so when it comes to you know recording things like Rebel Force Radio we try to work it around his schedule and that's why we scheduled this commentary for this particular night because doing the commentary tracks don't require you to do a lot of pre-show prep. And that's what Jason loses in the course of the weeks when shows open on the Cleveland stages. And he's responsible for the marketing of that. He doesn't have time to really prep for a Star Wars podcast to the standard of which he's used to and, and you guys as listeners are used to. So that's what takes him out of the game Occasionally, and we try to work around that. Everyone knows that. And there's no place Jason would rather be than behind these microphones talking about Star Wars, as you heard him earlier in this show. But, um, but so we decided to move forward, and we wanted to bring in David because, David, you and Sam obviously have known each other for a long time. What you revealed last night that I didn't even realize was the fact that you two guys have never been on the Rebel Force Radio airwaves together. Isn't that crazy? That is the craziest thing of all time. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, you know, it's our loss. Because hearing you two guys together last night was, I mean, you could really tell. You guys have known each other for a long time. You guys have collaborated professionally together. And you guys know which buttons to hit. Because you guys are so, I mean, you're just dynamite when you're together behind a microphone. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. I mean, not only do we schedule it, and just, just so everyone is clear, we recorded... <laughs> for probably a good oh two and a half to three hours last night. <laughs> yes, we I did. mean we we recorded, and and I will tell you that that uh, I had such a good time last night. And last night was was nuts. I had I had people coming by, you know, uh, my my place. Um, I was editing and mixing uh, an episode of the Comlink to get out uh, this morning. And when you called me, I was like, I've got to do this. I'll, let's move things around, you know. And then we got on the phone, and I had the best time. And we all did. And it was great. And I think we all got off the off the air or, you know, off of Skype just feeling just so great about it. I just had the best time. And uh, some wonderful stuff came out. Of course, Sam was brilliant, as, as he always is. You know, he's just a brilliant man on such a, I think, an important and, uh, and, and fascinating Star Wars mind. And... Um, and you know, we've—I felt like I was having the same conversation that Sam, Sam and I would have in private. Um, it literally goes like that and has for the last decade, you know. And then we just were goofing off, you know, and and having a great time and talking about the movie and and uh, sharing memories and um, and it, you know, we got off the air and then I remember I was I was cutting the show and at this point it's like eleven thirty. Uh, uh, West Coast time, which means in Chicago, it's almost you're it's approaching two a.m. for you. Right on, yeah. And I get this text saying, hey, can I give you a call? And I, and I wrote back, sure. 
and that's when you called me to tell me, like, you know, you reviewed the recordings and, you know, Emperor Palpatine clearly <laughs> sought revenge on the three of us for our commentary. The Revenge of the Sith took place in that recording because what you sent me to listen to was one of the strangest sounding distortions on any recording I've ever heard. I'm not making this up because when you called, you said it, it sounded like there's this static. I don't really understand what happened, you know, and you sent it to me and it's like, it literally sounded like, you know, the effect that the X-Wing pilots have um, in episode four. It was like, which is called ring modulation. It's, it's an amplitude distortion. And there's no real way to denoise that. You know, there was clicking and stuff, but it only, the clicking only happened. I mean, and clearly there was some just weird corruption in the file. It was one of those like you absolutely cannot uh, predict this kind of thing or prevent this kind of thing. You know, a machine just took a dump on you yesterday. Yeah. And you, when you were describing this to me, and and let, just so your listeners know, the heartbreak I heard Jimmy Mack express. Uh, over the phone last night was was really really um, was really tough and and I know exactly right I know you know like we had a, we had a a, a a joke you know I, I had a friend a really close friend of mine who recorded an entire session with a band when we were in recording school only to find out that um, he never armed the tracks and that. Uh, that you know he never put the he thought the tape machine was playing back but he was in input mode and just didn't know about it and um someone was like you know they don't call them erasing engineers blah 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 it it's like the worst feeling you can possibly have when that happens but in this particular case first of all i didn't think to roll on my end because i was kind of multitasking and bringing other stuff into my session at the time yeah. while watching the movie you know understandable the first thing you asked me was did you roll and i was like well no i you know because i was <laughs> no, I, you know i didn't have my normal setup that's i was not, kind of rushing here's how the conversation <laughs> I call you, it's like quarter to two in the morning, Chicago time. And you pick it up. Hey, man. And I, the first thing I asked you was, did you record on your end? And there's a pregnant pause. And then you go. <laughs> and I hear this. I hear this. Oh, no. Because you knew that whatever I had to report to you would be catastrophic. Well, it's not good. Yeah, and, it was not good. And yeah. but then when we really retraced the steps, I mean what's crazy is you just did the exact same thing you had done that morning and it's not that we didn't record it, it's that the file just you know, whether it was the flash drive or whatever, it just corrupted mm. in a very, very strange way. And um and you sent me the file. I have a bunch of denoise, you know, uh systems, plugins, and I, I tried it and it's just you know, there's just no way to fix that. And so, um, you know, you can play it for folks and, or, and, you know, but it's, you're like, I can't release this. And, and it's funny, here's the weird thing. I said, oh no, but I wasn't upset. I, it's weird. Cause I knew how upset you were. And I was like, you know, that's okay. I, I remember my reaction just being, oh God, you know, like this kind of stuff happens. And I, this has got to be worse for you than anyone else. And to be honest with you, I had such a good time last night that I didn't, it didn't even bother me. And I remember thinking, you know, it's unfortunate, but I don't think anyone's going to be upset. I mean, I think it's just, you know, the only, I think the listeners are going to be upset because it's awesome. But I mean, we ended the thing saying, gosh, you know, we had such a good time. Let's do the holiday special next. You know, I mean, we, <laughs> we, were, we were like, we were on cloud <laughs> yeah. nine. And, and so I just immediately thought, well, 
well, then let's do it again. We were sure, like, I'll sit down for three hours and do it again. Let's just figure out when. You know? We were like drunk on Star Wars. And, we were uh, drunk on Star Wars, exactly. Yeah. And I got to say, it was it was one of the most entertaining podcasts I've ever been a part of and one of the most entertaining podcasts I've ever heard. And unfortunately, you, me, and Sam are the only three who will ever hear it. Um, but, you know, just so people kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. I have a little sample here that I'll play for you and you'll understand how distorted it is and everything. We're getting a PG-13 thing, right? Yeah. Right, Jimmy? Yeah. And David's probably the rating. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> no, this is good because I think other people are using the uh, <laughs> It's true. TV no, you're right. We're, we're helping the people that are watching us with the... Uh, There's the 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox logo. The Black. There's the Lucasfilm, so hit it, David. So you see, David, I think that you can make out what we're saying, but there's no way I'm going to sit there and watch Revenge of the Sith with that kind of distortion and static happening in my earbuds. No way am I going to do that for two hours. Uh, yeah, I know there's some people who will be like, ah, just release it, just release it. And um, that leads me to the part of my day that I was dreading was telling Sam. Because Oh, so you talk to him. Well, you know, I wanted to call him on the show and <laughs> tell him on the show that I, I lost it. But um, Sam's traveling today. So, oh, right. Of course. So I couldn't get a hold of him. So I finally emailed him and uh, I said, hey, if you're around, give me a call. And he uh, emailed back, said, I'm, 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 I'm in a, an airplane right now. I'm <laughs> and, I, and so I said... Um, all right, well, since you're up in the plane, I wanted to tell you this, but here it is. Uh, reviewed the file last night. It was bathed in static, and I just I can't release it. It sounds really weird and stuff. And, of course, he wasn't mad. I knew he wouldn't be upset. You know? he was. Right. It seemed like, like you were last night. He was trying to talk me down, you know? Because, right. Yeah, because exactly. I was just like, oh, it's over. I'll never podcast again. I'll, I can never talk about Star Wars again. I'll never watch. Well, no, Revenge you, you actually did say I can't tell you how depressed I am over this. Yeah, I, I am. I remember you saying that, and just and I just remember going, "Oh, I, I, I know exactly what that pit in your stomach feels like." You know, pit I mean, in the that, and I, I remember saying, "Take solace in the fact that this is not, this is not one of those things that you can you can easily track down as to what happened, especially when you're just doing the same thing you've always done." But anyway. So Sam was totally cool about it, and um, so when he gets back into town, we'll talk about rescheduling. And I think, you know, maybe bringing in Jason this time, if if he is available, will give a freshness to it and uh, maybe take us down some different directions that... So we're not doing an exact repeat of last night because uh, even though some of that material is definitely worth repeating, and I know we will because it was that funny that now we just are we have kind of these triggers now that will just set off some of that stuff. But exactly. <laughs> but um, especially if you're a convention goer and you get to know any of the personalities behind these Star Wars actors, um, <laughs> you'll you'll be laughing along. <laughs> with us should we be able to recreate the magic 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, wow. so total train wreck. But uh, David, I, I got to say, you know, uh, you're a real good friend. You were there for me, uh, talking me off the ledge. Of course, you know, when I finally did make it to bed after trying to filter out that sound a few more times with my simple software, I just said, oh, well, the hell with it. And went to bed and kind of curled up in the bed, couldn't fall asleep, just kept thinking about it. Now it's it, you get to the point where all the like the good content lost starts to hit you upside the head, and, and you're just like, oh, oh right. that was so funny, oh we that was so funny. So, but yeah, we're definitely going to get together, hopefully sooner than later, because I have open wounds here, and the only way <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's right, we got to we got to triage this uh, you know, yes. sooner rather than later. This podcast alone is helping heal some of those wounds just because I really wanted to put something out today, especially with the, the big title announcement. Uh, we noticed a big spike in Facebook likes over the last couple of days, and that's because people are thinking about Star Wars. And we want to be there for everyone every Friday. Rebel Force Radio and the Comlink. We don't want to miss a single Friday. That's your one-two Star Wars punch, and uh, and you know we we take consistency and things like that very seriously. But as you heard in that audio sample, there's just no way that I can release that show in that state. I just I just can't. Right. We all sound yeah. like we all sound like General Grievous. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it just, It's just not. It's it's just too. It's too distorted to even really be intelligible. A lot of times, as, as that sample pointed out. I'm glad you played that sample because, you know, when I first heard, I remember thinking, oh, you know what? Let's just take a listen and just see how bad it is. Let's see what I can do. Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, this is like half half the actual you know frequency content is actually missing, and it's like just clicking like crazy and just you know like blah 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 blah. You know, it's just crazy. I've ne- I, I never really heard anything like it it's, as much as it just sounded like you know an ampl an amplitude problem. So um, yeah, there's really no fixing that. You yeah. know, um, and but uh, you know, in, in a way, these sort sort of things just means that we'll, we'll probably come back stronger. And I, I'll bet you that, like going from a dress rehearsal to opening night, by the time we actually get to this episode three commentary, it's going to make this a legendary commentary. You know, <laughs> you realize this. Hopefully, the listeners will feel this way about it. Like, ooh, the lost tapes. You know, kind of like the Clone Wars lost missions. This is a lost co- the commentary. You know, we'll do it again, and it'll be amazing. But people will always wonder. Yes. What, what if? What if? <laughs> well, you know, on Rebel Force Radio, you and Sam are both awesome because Sam was saying things along those lines too. That yeah, we'll do it again, and it'll be even better. And and that's just what I really wanted to hear right now because, you know, like I said, those wounds are open. And as a fellow audio guy yourself, you know, you know what yeah. that feels like. And and uh, there, there was a lot of magic in that recording last night. I had a, a ton of fun. But I, I think, yeah, it'll be more fun. We'll get Jason in the mix. Hopefully he'll be available. And, uh, we'll, you know, I'd like to get it out before Thanksgiving. I, you never know. Sam's a busy guy, you know, and I just sure. I feel bad for even taking that kind of time from him last night, you know. But uh, but the bottom line here is is that we all love Star Wars. And if we have to sit through Star Wars Episode Three again, well, God, twist our arms, you know, we'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I never yeah. intended for these film commentary series to be one and done either. As long as we're doing this podcast, you never know when all of a sudden we, you know, now that you're on board with them, David, I'd like to hear what you think about the original trilogy and the other two parts of the prequels. Maybe we'll just, you know, keep this rolling and, uh, and you know, bring on Kyle, of course, and uh, Paul and, you know, 
really make this an ongoing series. So we get a whole bunch of different perspectives. There's, you know, we've seen Star Wars 500 times. As a matter of fact, exactly. As a matter of fact, the one clean part of last night's recording is Sam yelling that right when he picked up the Skype, because about five minutes into the recording is when all that static invaded. It wasn't there at the very beginning of the recording. But I did mm. get but I did get a killer clip of Sam quoting Tracy Morgan. I seen Star Wars five hundred <laughs> times. Yeah. I seen Star Wars five hundred times. <laughs> say it loud, say it proud. Yeah. So yeah. um It's true. I mean this is not these are not movies that um these are movies that if we could watch them with friends, you know, all over the nation, um, people that we see online or meet at conventions, you know, like you or Sam or myself, you know, we would do that. If you know, if I could watch Star Wars with all the people that I'm friends with on Facebook and Twitter, I would do it in a heartbeat. And the idea of, of listening to a commentary track is doing just that. We know these, we know the rhythm of these movies so well that you know, listening in the gym, uh, out, you know, uh, for a walk, you know, on the subway, driving in your car, certainly. You know, having these commentary tracks, I think, are great. And I know I, for one, would listen to all of those movies over again, you know, with new takes and new perspectives, because we are watching these movies over and over again. We all have, and I'm sure we continue to do so. So absolutely, sign me up for whatever you like, Jimmy. I'm, I'm game. And, and, uh, and last night was a blast, um, you know, and I think that this will just add to the mystique of the whole thing. It's a shame we don't get to share it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not so secretly looking really looking forward to doing it all over again Woo-hoo! awesome and of course everyone can catch up with you weekly on the comlink this week we yes. had to focus on the 501st that's right this week is focusing on the 501st legion so if you are interested in the 501st and certainly if you're a member of the club check out our show on the comlink it's uh youtube.com slash csmod that's kevin smith's youtube channel uh, dedicated to the 501st this week. Of course, uh, Sam was on last week for a special Halloween episode, and we've been doing multiple visits to Rancho Obi-Wan. We've got other guests like Matt Lanter, Kevin Smith, James Arnold Taylor. There's so many more great guests to come, and uh, we're really happy to be partnering with you at uh, Rebel Force Radio and, and you know, uh, just sharing the Star Wars love. It's, it's a great thing, having a great time. And Star Wars Oxygen Volume 12, our 12th show, our one-year anniversary, is just right around the corner. So... Um, looking forward to doing that as well uh, here in November. You know, that's the thing with uh, starting up a network of podcasts. You know, first we established Rebel Force Radio, and then we wanted to build an, a place where our friends could all go to podcasts. So Shot Glass Digital was born. So that way we can have a variety of things. You can have a different shot of all sort of different things. You want a shot of James Bond? Take a shot. You want a shot of Star Wars? Take a shot. You want a shot of Disney? Take a shot. It's 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 just having fun with with that idea and so then when i decided to expand the rebel force radio network i did it all at once so everyone's having these one year anniversaries all at once <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah radio 1138 yeah everyone's kind of going through the same thing we're hitting the one year mark yeah because it was uh it was last november we started star wars oxygen although we've been talking about it since summer of 2013 but but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be a part of it, and and um, you know it's just a joy to put work into that show every month, and and uh, it's not work, it's 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 uh, recreation, it really is. Well, we're lucky to have you, David, and of course your your research and also uh, talent tickling the ivories is uh, it never goes unnoticed. So uh, that's great. Looking forward to more Star Wars Oxygen, and of course episodes of the Comlink. 
csmod at youtube.com. And of course, we're cross posting at Shot Glass Digital each and every Friday. Thanks again, David. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. <laughs> we'll be- All right. Yes, we'll be talking very soon. And I uh, can't wait to hear the show go out. <laughs> so awesome. Take care, my friend. Have a great right, weekend. Bye. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Spectre 5 to Ghost. Going in now. Well, Sabine, now she's one I know the fans will be excited about as soon as I say this, but she's a Mandalorian. She is spunky, she's feisty, she's got a little bit of attitude. And with that comes a great understanding of weapons and arms, and uh, she's definitely one that's turned against the Empire, and that's going to be to the Rebels' uh, benefit. You know her as Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels. Now she's here making her Rebel Force Radio debut. Let's go in the cantina with Tia Sirkar, Sabine from Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars, Star Wars Cantina. Where are you going, Master? For a drink. Sorry about the mess. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. <laughs> Hey, Tia. Welcome to Rebel Force Radio. Hi. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Great, great. It's wonderful to uh, meet you finally. I was actually yeah. I was actually out at um, Disney Star Wars Weekends, the weekend you appeared there. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that must have been a lot of fun for you. It was super fun. I, I cannot say enough good things about my experience at Star Wars Weekends. So that was kind of like your... Uh, your opening night for you as a Star Wars actor. Oh, yeah. And, and, and what an opening night it was. I mean, it was, like, incredible. I mean, just uh, overwhelming in, in a great way. Yeah, that was, it was really cool. It was great to see you there for the parade. And then the, the big show at the beginning, of course, we sat in on your, uh, your uh, little talk show there with Ashley Eckstein. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah. was really fun. I mean, the whole thing was just amazing. And to get to, like... To get to interact with Star Wars fans, uh, you know, one-on-one, you know, in the, the autograph signings and at the shows and stuff, uh, was just amazing. And, you know, the show hadn't even aired yet, so it was just incredible to be, like, you know, such a show of support and, like, encouragement from the fans was really, really, uh, I mean, just unexpected and so appreciated. And, you know, it just, when we were there... And it was a really hot weekend too. I remember, but uh, when we were there, yeah, wasn't it? It was a scorcher, but um, it just seemed like the debut of Star Wars Rebels was so far away at that point, and now it's successfully launched. So congratulations! Thank you. And uh, the buzz has been just great surrounding the show. So you must be yeah, really pleased. Yeah. I think it's been really uh, positive so far. So hopefully that continues. I mean. Be, be- as far as I can tell, people seem to be pleased, which is, you know, that was our hope. So hopefully that's a trend that continues. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the core group of characters are just so likable. It's easy for fans to instantly connect with characters like Sabine. And the, the description of her characters is, is rather impressive. She's a teenage rebel explosives expert who is also an artist. So how do you as an actor approach Sabine. Well, I mean, yeah, she's, she's, to me, she's a super interesting character. She's very complex. She's got a lot of layers. You know, she's sort of multifaceted in, in that 
you know, she's a Mandalorian, so she is a weapon, you know, a munitions expert. She's an explosives expert. She's a warrior, uh, and you know, a teenage girl. So that's interesting already. Uh, but then you throw into the mix the fact that she's an artist and she's got this um, this other <clears throat> side to her. And she's not just an artist; she's a graffiti artist. So you know, it's like that whole she's a rebel, she's anti-establishment. So of course she does, you know, graffiti art. <laughs> mm. um, but it's great. So you know, while she's blowing up, you know, stormtroopers and and uh, you know, attacking the empire, she's then also like leaving these uh, beautiful sort of graffiti signatures to let the the Empire know just to attack them, you know. So it's, it's, uh, it's a really fun role to get to play. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that she is obviously a Mandalorian. You can tell by the armor. At least we think so, you know, because her history is such a mystery. Has Dave Filoni discussed her background with you at all? He has. And uh, it's actually quite, I mean, I think it's fascinating. Like, she's got a very, um, I mean, she's got some dark things in her past. That Each of the characters, you know, each of the, the, the crew of the, uh, the members of the crew of the, of the Ghost have very specific reasons that have led them to, uh, you know, being a, a, a part of this um, rebellion. Um, and so, and, and Sabine specifically is quite, uh, you know, serious stuff. And so I'm really excited to, you know, get to like explore that and, and for, for people to sort of find out the path that she's, that's led her to where, where she is now. Cause it's, it's really, I think it's really, uh, very interesting. So D- yeah, Dave has given me kind of an overview. He's given me some, 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 you know, back backstory to to why she is the way she is um but yeah we have yet to see that kind of play out but i I think it'll happen at least i hope so oh yeah definitely i mean there's so much mystery as you say surrounding all the characters on board the ghost and you know what it's just like really tantalizing that you say there are dark things in her past specifically because we know a lot about the history of Mandalorians and um, specifically the death watch and their role within the clone wars. And I'm just wondering if you had to do a lot of background study on the Mandalorians in order to play the character of Sabine. Like, did you go back and look at information about Boba Fett and, other characters like from the Clone Wars, like pre Vizsla, or are you just kind of letting it roll so everything is fresh? Well, it's a little of both. I mean, I, I kind of want to do the latter, um, mm-hmm. but my nature is to do the former, and I like to do like research and be as prepared as I can be. Um, it really helps you know, working with Dave, because Dave is sort of like the encyclopedia on on all things Star Wars. So, um, you know, and he's such a great storyteller, too, so that, you know, when he's giving us information and, and giving us the backstory and, and, you know, kind of he's helping me find my way through this whole, you know, this, it's so dense. There's so much information. So he's been my guide. And so I'm, I'm kind of doing, if it makes sense, a little of both. I, I don't want to do too much because I want, I want, to focus on Sabine's story, and that's kind of becoming more and more apparent to me as we, you know, get further along in the episodes and in, into the show. But, you know, I have, I also wanted to be, like, knowledgeable about, you know, where she comes from and, and 
what these people are like, what, you know, what Mandalorians, what, what's their deal, what makes them tick. Awesome. I, I want to know how she got involved with explosives, if that was just part of her general training before she met up with the Rebels. Or... Uh, that's a good question. I, I, as you probably know, we're not allowed to say much. Uh-huh. So I don't know how much I can tell you, but I don't think it. I don't think her um, knowledge or her interest in explosives began once she joined the Rebel faction. Yes. She's been at it for a while. She's been at it for a while. She's a lot of I fun. To, so. A lot of fun to have around at Fourth of July. Or, uh, yeah, Fourth of July parties. She's a lot of fun to have around. Exactly. Exactly. It's not just, and it's not that she's just blowing stuff up. She does it with such flair, and like you know, she creates these beautiful explosions. It's almost like half of you know the reason why she's doing it is for like you know to create something beautiful and artistic, and and yeah, also to get the job done. You know, she's an artist. Through and through. Art. And that's pretty yeah. good. So, hey, how did you get the gig on Star Wars Rebels? <laughs> um, I, I got a gig for something else, I thought. I don't know if you know, but we, you know, none of us, we, it was all very much under wraps. So I had no idea that I was reading for a part in a Star Wars show. I mean, it was like, it was named something else. I mean, I, I thought I was, I thought I was auditioning to be a character who had a different name for a, a new Disney animated show called Wolf. Uh-huh. So I was completely clueless as to what was really going on. And I actually didn't know until I got the call saying, Hey, you got that job that you read for. And by the way, it's Star Wars. <laughs> so you had no idea. That's just crazy. So I, you obviously have been in front of the camera a lot. So when did you get into voice acting? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely um, have um, far more um, experience as an on-camera actor. And uh, I have always um, really loved animation and, and really wanted to, to, you know, kind of explore doing voiceover for, for animation. Um, and I kind of, it just sort of happened, uh, kind of, I don't know. I just became, I was very fortunate and I sort of landed a couple things all at once. And so, um, it's a little bit new to me. Uh, not, I wouldn't say brand new, but it's fairly new. And then, you know, so you've got Taylor and I, Taylor who plays Ezra on one end of the spectrum. I think that we're, we're very much on camera actors and, and, and we're kind of learning the ropes of voice, you know, voiceover acting. And then, uh, uh, Freddie, who's somewhere in the middle, he, you know, he's, he does all of it and he does it all really well. And then you've got Vanessa and Steve, who are like, you know, prolific voiceover actors who are just so uh, incredible. So it's really, it's really like a fun learning experience for me. Um, and to get to work with, you know, Dave and the whole, you know, uh, the creators of the show who've been doing this for a long, long time. It's like, it's a really wonderful experience. So when you're in front of the camera, you've been in things like 17 Again with Zac Efron. And there have been rumors surrounding Zac that he could be potentially cast in a future Star Wars film. Now, pushing those rumors aside, I'm just going to ask you, because you were in the same film with him, what type of Star Wars character would he be good for? A, a Jedi? A Sith? What do you think? Oh, what a good question. Uh, let me all, well, I, I, I will start to say I'm a huge fan of Zach I, I, as an actor and a person. I just think he's great all around. 
Um, he's a really sweet guy, and I think he's super, super talented. Um, so I think that would be awesome if he was in a Star Wars, uh, you know, as a li- you know, in a live action um, feature or whatever. Um, you know, I think he's got to be a Jedi. He'd have to be a good guy, huh? I don't think I we. Think so I mean, I, it might be interesting to see him be like you know a Sith or something, but I just. I don't know. He's like he's, he's like this bleeding man. He's got that face and the whole, you know. He's like a heartthrob. He's got to he's got to be a Jedi. Yeah, I don't think we'd accept him as a uh, as a bad guy. I don't think so. He's he's too. I just, yeah, I don't. He, he doesn't have it in him. Oh. I, I mean, he's a great actor, but I just think he's such a great, like, just a sweet, funny, nice guy. I think I just really want him to be like a, you know, like a, a good guy. Hey, um, speaking about Episode Seven, um. Do you follow any of the spoilers or the leaked set picks or anything like that? I have, yeah. I mean, people think I know things about the movie. I'm like, are you kidding? I barely know anything about Rebels, much less that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, so have you seen anything online? Are you interested in following that stuff, or are you just waiting for the movie to be released uh, next in December I 2015? Ha- I well, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want any spoilers. So I. I kind of. You know. I follow the casting news and you know the the picture that's now like gone viral of the of the table read and um, I had already suspected. I I knew that that first round of announcements. Uh, I I just felt like that wasn't it, and they were going to drop another like you know big reveal. And then when they uh, announced the Peter Nyong'o, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I felt really good about that one. I felt like I called it. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's been a lot said about casting females in Star Wars. And when you think back to the original trilogy, we had one female character in the whole thing, and that was Princess Leia. Nowadays, we're looking at Star Wars Rebels featuring Hera and Sabine, two very strong female characters. We're hearing a lot about female characters being cast in Episode Seven. Um Obviously, you're a huge proponent of building strong female characters within the Star Wars universe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, people ask me, um, like, oh, what do you think about, you know, female Star Wars fans and, 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 and female Star Wars characters? Of course, I'm so happy that there are, is not one but two female characters on this show um, as part of the regular cast. But, yeah, I... In my experience, which of course has been limited, I've only been a part of this, you know, you know, this show, which has only really been even a public, you know, public knowledge this year. Um, although we've been, you know, recording for several months before, you know, the the news uh, it was announced that we were working on the show. But so, in my limited experience interacting with fans and so on, um, you know. Like there's there's a ton of female Star Wars fans, and so I think it's great that there are you know these interesting um, you know complex female characters. They're smart. I love that Sabine is like this young girl, this young woman, um, and she's so intelligent. She's whip smart, which I I love to get to play. You know she's she's uh, got attitude. She's no nonsense. She's very you know, um, she's a warrior, which is so awesome. So I, I'm, I'm really uh, honored to get to play this kind of a role because, um, yeah, I guess they're, they're not so common, although I think they will become more common as 
time goes on. When I think of Sabine, I think of the word spunky. Do you bring a lot of spunkiness to the character? Are you spunky? I'd like to think so. I mean, she's definitely cooler than me. I will say that. Sometimes when we're recording, you know, I'll, I'll deliver a line and Dave will, Dave, will, Dave will come on and say, okay, that was great. Just a little cooler and less smiley. So I think I'm a little more, maybe like a little, um, uh, maybe a little more like bubbly than Sabine is. And Sabine's like kind of more like, she's like hardcore and awesome and like no nonsense. So she's definitely funky, but not in like a kind of girly type. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but sort of in like a, in any kind of weak way. She's got spunk and sass, but she's, you know, she's like, she means business. So she's spunky, she's sassy, but she's not necessarily perky. I think that's what we're looking at here. Oh, no, some... I would never, I would never describe her as <laughs> So let me ask you this. Uh, coming into Star Wars, were you really up to speed on what the whole scene was about as far as fandom, as far as fan passion, and as far as the, the general saga itself? Were you a fan prior to joining Rebels? Uh, well, I, I, I feel like that question is too a two-parter the the answer to the first part is like what, did i fully know like what i was getting into no i mean there's i don't i i knew that star wars fans you know they're they, they are uh a force to be reckoned with but i i mean of course i didn't have any like you know personal experience with that so so it's been such a you know <laughs> it, it, it's been like a learning process but um as far as being a Star Wars fan, I mean, when I was a kid, I had watched the original trilogy when I was young, and I knew when I when I had watched these films, I knew that you know Star Wars was a big deal. But I don't I don't think I fully appreciated Star Wars for what it is. I just sort of knew that that this was important what I was watching um, and iconic. Uh, but then when I got this job, I sort of wanted to go. But I, I wanted to immerse myself with you know, in Star Wars, all of it, you know, the culture and the lore and the films. And so I went back and I rewatched the original trilogy and I fully was on board after that. I, I, I was like, okay, now I totally get what all the fuss is about and I can legitimately say I'm like a full-fledged Star Wars fan. And then the nice thing I think about Star Wars is that you can sort of come to it at any age. You don't have to have like, you know, grown up with it, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. like watched Star Wars as a as a little kid and he used to play Jedi with his cousins and, you know, stuff like that. That's amazing as well. But, you know, I think it's kind of nice you can sort of be... My, my mother, who was alive when those, you know, I wasn't alive when those movies came out in the theater, but my mom was, and she kind of, I think she said she watched them, but she didn't really, she wasn't super into it, and now that I'm on the show, she's, like, obsessed. She's, like, <laughs> loves the Clone Wars, she loves the films, she, like, reads up on Star Wars all the time online, she, so she's, like, I'm a testament to the fact that you can come to it at any age and be, like, a, a big-time fan, so I think that's kind of an amazing thing about Star Wars. Absolutely it is. And and the fans are amazing. And you're talking to fans of Star Wars who are probably curious to know what you are a fan of. What are you into? Oh, what am I into? Just in, in life? Well, let's just, uh, you know, I mean, if you could say, I'm a fan of this, it could be a TV show, it could be a movie, but just something that you really feel passionate about. 
Oh, I don't know if this fits because it's not a movie or it's not a you know anything like it could, that. It could I'm be a sports team. Passionate about. Okay, well, I'm, I'll t- I'll say three things. I'm super passionate about uh, uh, animals. I'm an animal freak. I um, am a dog lover. I'm an animal lover. I I like devote as much time and and resources and money as I can to like animal rescue and. Um, uh, um, you know, environmental causes and um, tiger, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, like combating extinction and stuff like that. So I'm like a big, a big animal freak. Um, I love to travel. I'm, I am an avid traveler and have been since I was a little kid. So if I could just do that for the rest of my life, I would be very happy. I mean, not just that, but if I could continue to do that for the rest what, of my life, that would make What's the happy. coolest place you've and, been to? Where's the coolest place you've been to? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been to a lot of cool places. Can I give you a few? Yeah. Um, I've been to, uh, well, my parents are from India, so I've been to India several times in my life. And getting to travel, my parents are from Calcutta, so I've gotten, I've been to Calcutta many times. But to get to travel around in India is kind of just such a unique, incredible experience. And, and, and I think everyone should do it at least once in their life. Um I've been to Buenos Aires, which is one of my favorite places. I actually lived in Italy for a little while when I was in college, and it's probably my favorite place on earth, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I, I, I lived in Singapore for a little while when I was a little kid. Um, and I'm actually going to Bali and Cambodia and Thailand in a month. So wow. I'm really excited about that. Wow. Now, you said three things. You and said the third thing. I'm a really big, yeah, I'm a really big New York Giants fan. Oh, okay. Let me just blow like blow your mind for a second. Uh, I'm from Dallas, Fort Worth. I was born and raised in Arlington, Texas. So I'm a real. I'm a. Uh, uh, it's it's almost sacrilege. Jeez. But what can I say? I'm a, I'm a New York Giants fan. Well, you've been everywhere, so. I, I guess you could be a fan of anything, any team anywhere, because you've, so. you've probably lived there at least for a, a period of time. <laughs> I have it, but maybe someday, maybe someday. And of course, you know, Dave Filoni says it loud and proud that he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So, uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we talk about it every time. I mean, this, the Steelers comes up quite a lot, quite often. I hear you. I hear you. You know, we had him on uh, just the other day, and... Uh, Definitely the conversation with the Pittsburgh Steeler football and Pittsburgh Penguin hockey. You know, you could always count on that with Dave Filoni. He's a big hockey fan. He plays hockey. He's like, he's all about it. It's funny, though, because Vanessa uh, and I are both strangely New York Giants fans. And uh, so anyway, we we like uh, kind of talking smack to Dave about the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he doesn't Not let... We have a lot of room to talk smack right now, but, you know, we still do it. Right, <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's the tradition. But, you know, he, he never lets that go unchecked. So uh, just, just no. be prepared because while he might not come out with the, the first punch, his counterpunch sometimes can be devastating when it comes to sports talk. There's always a punch. There's always a punch. <laughs> always, always. Yes, I've learned that the hard way. Well, Tia, you're, you know, it's, it's really great to get to know you. Um, 
I, I, I feel like I know you real well right now, but I don't know the character Sabine very much. Because like I said, she's shrouded in mystery, much like the original Mandalorian character, Boba Fett, shrouded in mystery. And it's going to be cool to see as the series evolves, some of those layers of mystery get peeled away. And we learn more about her character. We learn how she became an orphan. We learn how she became involved in explosives. And what makes her fight against the Empire in the way that she does. That's really interesting stuff. Really compelling stuff to think about learning about your character. Yeah, I can't wait to kind of get to delve into that. Because what I know of her, you know, what little I know of her, um, you know, her her story is just, to me, very, uh, it's juicy stuff, it's serious stuff, and, and it'll be really... Um, exciting to get to, to, to flush that out. So hopefully, you know, that'll we'll, we'll we'll get to that, and people will enjoy that part of the story. I mean, it's definitely not, you know, you know, there's all the lightness and the banter and the fun comedic moments and all of that that you know that I love about this show, which I think is you know special and kind of reminiscent of that original trilogy that I love so much, that many love so much, but. Um, yeah, there's still kind of, you know, substantive, you know, stuff going on and, 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 and serious subject matter behind, you know, behind all of the, the, the fun, playful stuff. So it's really, I, I love that, that the show has so much going on. It's, it's not just kind of one note. It's not just funny and light or all kind of serious. It's, it's all of that. So, um, you know, it makes it really exciting to get to work on. I think it's really compelling that you say that there's dark things in her past we're going to learn about. And she's going through some very dark times. I would like to see her artwork reflect the strife that she's going through on a daily basis, because we really haven't seen that much lately. What we did see was that caricature she did of uh, Zeb and Ezra when, when the bunk fell on Zeb. And that was kind of like a... Right, right. That was kind of like a Calvin and Hobbes sort of looking piece of artwork. What well, I want to... I think people were like, oh, that's Sabine's art? Well, I, and, and this is just me speaking, but I, I think that she's so skilled that, you know, in that particular instance, that's what she thought was appropriate. But that's not all she can do. I mean, she's, she's, she's such a talented, intelligent, you know, person. Um, I think she's got a lot more to offer. I just, that, that particular scenario that was her best way to kind of poke fun at those guys and give them a hard time and you know kind of mess with them a little bit ah okay so she's she's not beneath using her artwork to mess with her uh her brother's there on board the coast and i like that it ain't no way she's gonna show you whatever she's got in her arsenal Wait, no pun intended. <laughs> and she, uh, she's, a, she's also an animal lover, a fan of the New York Giants, and a traveler who's been to India, Buenos Aires, Italy, and Lothal. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so that much we can reveal here during this, uh, this conversation. Correct. Correct. That I won't get in trouble for, yes. No, well, I hope not. <laughs> well, you know what, Tia? It's, <laughs> it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, so, so great to have you among the, the Star Wars family, and uh, we hope to be talking to you for years to come as seasons roll out for Star Wars Rebels. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and it's, it's lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, Tia. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye.
What a show. I'm taking us out solo here. So good to talk to Tia Sirkar. She is amazing and great to hear from David Collins. Boy, I'll tell you, this show had it all from the joy of victory to the agony of defeat. But trust us, we'll bounce back stronger than ever. The film commentary series with Sam Witwer, Revenge of the Sith Edition, will be coming to your iPod soon. And this time we got David Collins on board. And that's really cool because David, of course, was working at Lucasfilm during the time Revenge of the Sith was in production. So he has a lot of cool and interesting insights that only I heard last night. Only me and Sam heard it, but I'll tell you what. We'll be back. We'll be better than ever. Sam Witwer returning to Rebel Force Radio for the Revenge of the Sith commentary, hopefully coming to you very soon. Always remember to support our sponsors, Dorkside Toys, Little Debbie Snack Cakes, and don't forget, audible.com. Get your free audio book by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash rarfr. You can always email us in between shows at show at rebelforceradio.com. Leave us a voicemail, 708-320-1737 or 708-320-1RFR. Typically around this time of year, we like to uh, show you things when it's Thanksgiving time. And we like to spotlight our listeners by featuring listener feedback on Rebel Force Radio. So be sure to be sending us your your voice messages, you can do that. Uh, just make us an MP3, send it to show at rebelforceradio.com, or leave us a voicemail at the aforementioned 708-320-1737. Find us on Twitter, at Rebel Force Radio. Myself, at Jimmy Mac Radio. And of course, Jason Swank, at Jason Swank. You can go to Facebook, our official Facebook page. We have all the breaking news, like title announcements for future Star Wars films, links to stories, and great conversation. iTunes is the place to go to subscribe and review. If you leave us a review, just remember, and of course, our official website is rebelforceradio.com, part of the Shot Glass Digital radio network at shotglassdigital.com. Listen for RFR every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern at srsounds.com and get your Rebel Force Radio t-shirt. Go to shotglassdigital.com to find those. We're at our last batch of those Rebel Force Radio t-shirts, too, by the way. And um, we are catching up on orders right now. Uh, I do have a few outstanding orders I have to get to. I have been, uh, you know, some listeners know that I've been having a lot of work being done in my house. So it's kind of slowed down the actual process of sending out those shirts. But... Don't worry, we haven't forgotten you, and it's our priority to make sure you get those shirts as quickly as possible. So if you ordered a shirt in the last week and it hasn't shown up, give it a few more days, and I'm sure it'll be appearing on your porch. Then you can put on that shirt, say it loud, say it proud, and you listen to Rebel False Radio. Tried to sound like Tarkin a little bit there, you know, it is a week for Tarkin. So on behalf of... David W. Collins, Tia Sirkar, Jason Swank, and myself, Jimmy Mack. Thank you for listening this week, and thank you for putting up with our emergency show. This is not exactly what I wanted to release this week, but you know what? It's been good for me to do this podcast. It's been kind of cathartic in a way, because I really wanted to provide you guys with some material 
following the big announcement that the next Star Wars film will be titled The Force Awakens. It's a pretty exciting time. We love breaking news here around Rebel Force Radio. When it breaks, we want to be there to provide commentary because we love Star Wars, and we know you guys do too. And uh, I think uh, we feed off of you guys as much as you feed off of us. That sounds a little creepy. Forget I said that. All right, guys, take care. Thank you again for listening. And remember, the Force will be with you always. Star Wars 500 times! <laughs>